2: Welcome everybody to the show, Life's a Banquet,
1: the show that's edible, spreadable, and Zara
2: Horrible.
1: Starring your hosts, me, Brendan Scott, and
2: me, Zara Tangora. A show about ostriches, wine and dough! <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk!
1: <laughs> Always!
3: Life's <sighs> a Banquet, Life's a Banquet, Life's a Banquet, Banquet!
1: Okay, ready? Um, No. Welcome to Life's a Banquet, the podcast about the highs and lows of everything edible, spreadable, and pourable, starring your host, Bretton Scott. And
2: Bretton Scott Jr.
1: That's right. Uh, Zara Tangora, everybody. (laughs) Yay! I'm Zara and you, Bretton. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) Hi. Hey, so... Hi. Who do we got in the audience here? Uh, Sparkles. And Whitman. And Whitman. (laughs) They are dedicated. <laughs> they're, our, they're
2: hardcore. They're our groupies.
1: Dedicated. Okay, I do apologize for the mess. Uh, again.
2: It looks great in here. Yeah, perfect. It's not a mess.
1: Uh, it's freshly painted. Um, coffee. Uh, You're doing coffee and tea. Oolong. Yeah. And you've got some cinnamon. Nice lipstick.
2: Thank you. <laughs> it's on the outside of the cup. All right, listen, everybody.
1: <laughs> welcome to episode six. And this is a really exciting episode. Yeah. Uh, a little
2: catching up to do. Is that a pun on our last week's episode about ketchup?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got me. You got me. You're a silly girl. Um. All right. (laughs) Now listen. Uh. First
2: of all, how was your week? Interesting. I had um two of my wisdom teeth pulled. So that was last week. Well, today's Wednesday. So well. Yeah. I guess I already. It's continued.
1: Your friends have forgotten and stopped feeling sorry for you. Nobody really cares when you get your wisdom teeth except you. Your and my mom. Yeah, yeah. you don't have dry socket. That trauma is. I don't have dry socket. No. On Friday, you did. I have wet,
2: (laughs) juicy (laughs) sockets.
1: She has the wettest. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, if I've seen wet sockets, they are sitting across from me right now. My
2: sockets are like that scene from Call Me by Your Name with with the peach. (laughs) Well, if you read the book, if you read the book, was it a plum in the book?
1: It was a peach, definitely, but it was a little bit more graphic. Really? Well, I guess not really. I mean, it was as graphic as it could get.
2: Anyway, that's but, what my sockets are like. I
1: just want you to know. I'm um, okay, you know, like when you get a Chinese massage and they're like sixty minutes, and then they start the timer, you are like, mm-hmm. oh,
2: "Hurry, hurry!" Yeah. <laughs> but I
1: swear they always cut. I think they do it at fifty-seven because then it goes off, and then they and always, then they keep going. They keep going, and they're like, "Oh, look, all right. I'm
2: giving you extra time." Yeah
1: extra time hey yeah.
2: it works i'm a- oh, oh who is it, Credit- is it a collection a bill collector it's the same collection- hello you should just answer it and tell them they're on a podcast <laughs> hello
1: <laughs> yes you are you're on life's a banquet the podcast about the highs and lows yes this is a current this low. is a low okay so oh. okay so it's going into collections which means <laughs> oh, okay so it's a roommate so i won't be able to get a cell phone or, or a car for seven years no problem <laughs> i'll be 47 it's cool thank you they said they're okay with wow, that. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Amazing. Uh, so, what else?
2: <laughs> um, well, yeah, so I don't have dry sockets. Um, what else? Oh, I'm planning a wedding for mm-hmm. my cousin, not for myself, of course. Yes. Um, my- I'm working that wedding, right? You are, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm- my cousin's getting married, and we went to do a walkthrough at this beautiful venue called Aquaba in Stuyvesant Heights, around where I used to live. Mm-hmm. And it's this like giant Up old mansion. Yeah. It is up and coming. But this place has been around forever. It's like the Royal Tenenbaums house, kind of. You're really? going to love it. Yeah. Because I
1: have those pink rose walls. No.
2: No, but it has... I believe the walls are more of like a light, like a Dijon mustard. Okay. <laughs> like so, a Dijonese.
1: Kind of like your shirt?
2: Yeah.
3: I
1: made this shirt from <laughs> well, the wallpaper. Well, it's a little bit more like um, honey mustard. Yeah. yeah this is yeah, a little more know, honey mustard. mustard.
2: But the place is cool. And one of the coolest features of it, I think I had mentioned this to you before, um, they have a radiator... That has a bread warmer on top, which was a A
1: radiator and they have a bread warmer on
2: top. Yeah, I guess it was a thing in the back in the day,
1: back in the back in the bread warmer days. Yeah, (laughs) when people used to, number one, serve bread, bread. serve bread, get bread at a restaurant and then also like just it should be warm.
2: Right. This is like an old historic home. So these people just liked warm bread. On the daily
1: This reminds me of two restaurants I worked at in the 1990s. And they both, yeah. b- both involve the story of bread warmers. Let's hear which it. Which is not the topic today, but it leads right up into it. So you want to hear about it? Yes. All right. It's, it's actually not that great of a story. I worked <laughs> at two restaurants that had bread warmers okay. and I ate tons of bread and dipped <laughs> it in dressing and gained seven pounds. One was called Nadia's and one was called. Uh, it was in Madison. It was called, I think it was called Paisano's or something. Really? And it was this, oh my God, it was a thing. And It was a busboy. And I would carry those giant trays and lift them up. And I had no idea what I was doing. And they always said, oh, if you start as a busboy in a couple months, you'll be a waiter and make twice as much money. My cousin worked there, got me the job. And I worked so hard, so hard. Like, you know, fast. And I would be like, oh, look at this triple tray. And I'm carrying three times as many. <laughs> Super competitive. Yeah. And I really was really good. I mean, like, those waiters were, like, would tell me every Friday instead of be like, oh, my God, I love working with Brett. And I was, and I always. That must have felt good. Well, it did. And I was like, they are going to make me a waiter. So I found out this girl who sucked at bussing, but was very cute and had really nice quirks with curly hair. <laughs> she told me, she said, oh, are you going to the meeting this Saturday? And I was like, what meeting? She said, um, it's like, uh, it's a, what do you call it? A orientation for to be, how to be a waiter. And I'm like, uh, I didn't get invited. And I went straight up to the manager. And I said, hey, how come, I think her name is Mara. I said, how come Mara got invited to be a waiter? He's like, listen, you're really, really good at this. You're a natural. And he's like, I just think we really need you on the floor for a little bit longer. Uh, and he's like, you know, just keep going. And then as soon as another position opens up, we'll tell you. He kind of like just ignored. Yeah. It. And I know I was probably too short or weird.
2: You think it was the shortness? There's sh- plenty of short waiters. Oh, that's right. you know, they say You're short really not waiters. that short. It's not like you're, like, you know, under yeah. five feet. Not that there's anything Whatever. wrong with that. The moral of the story is... You're five eight. They had
1: Caesar dressing, which was... I don't know what the flavor it was, but with warm baguettes. And you would just... They uh. had it in the pitchers. Pitchers. Ooh, a
2: pitcher of Caesar. Oh. And you would just pour it into <gasps> a
1: mug and like... <gasps> Each sip was 860 oh, yeah. calories, but you didn't think about it back then. Of course not. It way. was the You're, 90s. Yeah. You wash it You wash it down with a coffee, a beer, and a cigarette. Exactly.
2: Three, <laughs> Nothing had as much calories in the 90s as it does now. But I like, used to eat Totino's pizza rolls for breakfast with milk, like cereal. Well, but then we had so much smoking, and then it kind of bounced. Exactly. So smoking or not.
1: Exactly. Oh, my gosh. A cigarette. I have one left. Oh I'm going to smoke God. it. I don't care. You should. I'm going I'm to smoke it. I'm going to smoke it. out. I don't care. What is... In an herbal cigarette, even. Well, I don't know the place that I get it from, which I Radical should. Urgent. We're not we're not going to do shout-outs yet, but I will give a little pre uh, a little teaser, little a uh,
2: pre teaser. Wet your palate.
1: Wet, yeah, some of that juicy wet intro ketchup.
2: <laughs> wet your dry socket. <laughs> I'll
1: give you some of that pre ketchup clear liquid that falls out, <laughs> like we talked about last week. Oh, it happened to me last <laughs> night. Yesterday, I made a breakfast (laughs) sandwich on that marble rye, and I was like, I want ketchup and mustard. It was really dry. I over toasted it. I over toasted it. (laughs) Oh, no. I toasted it too much, (laughs) and it just like went on the eggs and like dripped. And I was like, oh, I can't get rid of it. I was like, oh,
2: I was right. Yeah, you got to shake that shit. So what's in the herbal cigarette, though, from Radical Herb Shop? Radical Herb Herb Shop in Brooklyn on
1: atlantic avenue if you have if you live near there or if you don't i recommend having a trip out there it's absolutely wonderful they do these single origin spices they don't have everything but what they do have is very perfect and this is the best cumin you've ever had the best king caraway didn't know mm. I, <laughs> darling i don't could you i only use king caraway <laughs> what is king caraway doesn't matter <laughs> it's called king caraway oh, yeah, and I you better eat it that's true and toast it and toast put it on the your- caraway
2: i love caraway i love it too it's one you of my favorite. You love
1: caraway. That's yeah. We share that common bond.
2: Yeah, we we formed a friendship over our shared no, love of caraway. We have nothing that, else in common. Nothing else, and it's
1: really so far working out. I'm nervous yeah. that it's one day going to disintegrate and right. caraway will go extinct, and, <laughs> and we'll <laughs> we'll realize like we actually aren't friends.
2: Yeah, we're like oh, oh yeah. God, we really only used to. We really only bread with caraway and like
1: <laughs> talk about it all day. <laughs>
2: Well, anyway, so the mystery of the herbal cigarette remains unknown. We're, Sorry. We, I no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't I'll bother figuring it out. The answer what's to your the question difference? is
1: they have a bunch of, they have probably four, four different kinds. Yeah. This woman in the woods makes them in Vermont or something. That's And amazing. I don't know what's in them. Perfect. But the one that I got was sexy time and then deep
2: relaxation. Ooh. So
1: I smoked them so together. You,
2: <laughs> so you smoked the sexy time and you got like really excited and then you were like, I need to calm down. Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Cool. So listen. Yes.
1: Uh, I was thinking we're getting there. We're getting there. I never told you about Nadia's restaurant. It was owned by a crazy French Moroccan guy. They had the best bread warmer. These giant loaves of gorgeous, like sourdough, mm. that were just warming and crusty. Mm. And guess what mm. they served it with?
2: Do you want me to actually guess?
1: Yeah. Fran- okay. French Moroccan place. The guy actually lived in France for a while. He was insane. He smoked one thousand cigarettes per day.
2: Okay. Give me like a small clue.
1: Uh, a small clue is it's a French it's something French that they served the bread with <sighs> I mean I can't believe you don't know this <laughs> mm, okay <laughs> going once and the audience is starting to tune out as cargo close just uh kidding. riet
2: chicken oh riet. So no. they made like they just like gave riet to you at yeah, the table they
1: put, they, we put
2: them in those little glass oh, like 90s amazing.
1: ramekins and we you know, we had to make that was part of our waiter. I side. would not have
2: guessed chicken riet, and
1: we would just like sit there at the end of the night. I this is after I worked at Paisano's, so now I went from this shitty place that wouldn't make right. me waiter. I was like, well, screw you, just I'll work at this place, dunking your fist in Caesar. Yeah. I'll work at an, my first abusive restaurant owner's restaurant <laughs> across the street, but I'll make way more money <gasps> and take the abuse. Ooh. But it, and we would just dip that warm crusty bread and mm. ch, those chicken. I think they were chicken liver riettes. I don't remember. That sounds very doesn't good. matter. And now springs why funny how this just comes perhaps do you know what the word galus galus means
2: no okay well is it latin
1: i think it is latin
2: I do speak a little Latin. Oh, yeah. Well, you I said, think I mentioned to you, you recently. You
1: told me last week you can
2: say something. I can say I went to private school. <laughs> Don't worry, I got a scholarship because I was super poor and lived in my grandparents' basement. I went to East Coast private school. I went to a private school. I <laughs> learned to ch- play lacrosse. Sorry, last
1: year she showed me her private school, which is very beautiful. Beautiful. Eastwoods. Eastwoods in, in Long Island and... She, you said I was in private school, but I slept in the basement. I did. I've you my, were like the poor kid. I
2: did. My dad, my mom and dad came back. Their business failed. They came back from Florida. We moved back in with my grandparents in their tiny house in Huntington Station, which is not a very nice part of Huntington, where this my the parents be- live now. Was this is the beginning of their. It was the beginning of the end Yeah, of my parents' relationship. And my mom lived upstairs. My dad. Sorry, I just I, God, I like, couldn't resist the drama. I was like, no, windowless the, basement. I like want to get you to cry. I was like, was this <laughs> was this really when you changed? So this is when this you is when realized that you were
1: unlovable. This is what you're still going to therapy for, right? Okay, go ahead. If you have
2: therapy after this. <laughs> okay, yeah. um, are you going to talk about some of this stuff? Go ahead. Um, just a thought. Yeah, it is when I realized that um, I was kind of like a worthless person. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So sorry. <laughs> we lived in the whoa, okay, black hole. Ah, and And,
3: out of hypnosis.
2: (laughs) So I did go to private school, but because we got a scholarship and it was called Eastwoods. Why was I talking about this?
1: Uh, Because we were talking about living in your grandparents' space. I
2: know, but I said that I went to private school Something about oh because I learned Latin oh thank God brain you didn't fail me um, <laughs> I told so many stories I forgot <laughs> I know that was a deep tangent yeah, yeah. that Whatever. Was deep <laughs> moving deep, forward that was a deep tangent so um, I went to private school we had to learn Latin in the fourth grade that's mm-hmm. why I'm so brilliant now mm-hmm. and really beautiful did,
1: yeah it really did change your entire face structure exactly mm-hmm.
2: um, so I learned how to say what is your name and then uh, quid est prae Tibi.
1: uh. Menomus uh, a
2: uh, Bretonicus scotticus. <laughs> that's right. Wait, yeah. is that Greek? No, and then <laughs> you go, Prinomen mihi s is my name is. Uh, Prinomen mihi est, uh, Breton. Breton. Bretonicus one, scotticus. Yeah, one four. Yeah. Uh,
1: the fourth. <laughs> that's Roman for the fourth. Yeah. Which is not Latin.
2: Well, it's good. Like, we're it's Now we both have proved to the the world that we're brilliant. Mm-hmm.
1: Basically. Uh. So... As I was talking, galos galos uh, okay. is the word for chicken. <gasps> now hold on, hold on. Oh, actually, don't hold
2: on.
1: <sighs> hold <laughs> on for one more day when things are going your way. I wanted
2: hold to hold on for one more day.
1: Yesterday, when I was getting my haircut, <laughs> very nice. Thank I, you. <laughs> nice That's release. Thanks. Yesterday, I was getting my haircut and it was really long. And Preston started with my sides, yeah, and he made a bowl cut. And I was like, oh my god, I want to look like China. Was her name China Phillips? Or what was the blonde-haired? Oh, blonde, I don't know. Blonde-haired woman. The Phillips
2: theme. of Wilson Phillips. I, I don't know.
1: The blonde-haired one in that in the video from uh yeah. Wilson Phillips. W- Wilson, Hold on, right. she had that beautiful blonde blonde bowl cut. Oh, and she was on top of the mountain singing. Yeah. I, was just, I was like, just keep it like this. He didn't. It was it was for a second. So this got me thinking. How
2: about chickens? Now, how, how about first him? of all,
1: what's this large tattoo on my left arm?
2: Well, it looks to me like a cock. Okay. Well, it
1: is a... a, It's beautiful. It's a Chanticleer.
2: What's a Chanticleer?
1: Well, a Chanticleer is a chicken, but it is a French black cock. So it's just a little bit rounder, longer, uh, smoother, a little bit browner. Yeah, but a little
2: thicker. Yeah, yeah,
1: a little thicker. And anyway, so this... Uh, Chanticleer, reminding me of the story of the Chanticleer and the fox, which is why I got the tattoo. Which is actually not why I just thought it was cute. And I don't
2: know the story, but you can tell me after. I,
1: I love chickens, and it's a beautiful we'll, tattoo, by the way. If I may. Say well, so. this we'll get to that story later. Cool. So, and then I thought, you know, I was thinking of all the ways that chickens are tied into our lives. Now, I can tell you, I just know you. I was thinking about egging. Oh, like yeah. egging
2: someone's house?
1: Yeah, I mean that's. The new- why would you?
2: Why would you think that I would know anything about egging? Do you feel like I'm a I was a problem child? Because you're right. I was.
1: Yeah, because you were angry from living in your... I was angry from the basement. Getting somewhere. I was
2: angry from the basement, and that's why I turned yeah. to egging. And
1: everybody at private school made fun of you. They said, run, <laughs> run, Zara, run, Run back
2: Zara. to your basement. And the
1: <laughs> lambs called to you, and they said, run, Zara, and you ran, and you ran into the basement.
2: <laughs> I said, give me all the eggs. <laughs> <And> <laughs> give me you, all the eggs. Shh, shh.
1: <laughs> so egging is the worst because, okay, first of all, Obviously, if you have an egg before, you throw an egg at somebody's house that you hate or some varsity basketball player that you don't like in high school that makes fun of you all the time. And so you think about killing him, but instead of (laughs) killing him, you decide
2: to egg his house. (laughs) I'm sorry. Have you had any experience of egging? Uh, No, but I've heard about it. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh, I was more of a... I did something much worse. Uh, So (laughs) that's (laughs) episode 13. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I mean egging it gets in the house. you can't get it off. it dries it yeah. smells it's it, rude it, and it,
2: it gives you salmonella if you lick it. It's also so unfair because people like save up their whole life to like buy a home and then their kid just goes to high school and then other children the runes, ruin paint, your
1: house. The paint job it ruins it's the terrible. paint job
2: I've never egged anyone well, anyway the house, that's by how
1: that is just one of the ways chickens is <laughs> tired <laughs> within our lives. <laughs> But listen, everybody's got, you know, I'm just thinking, like, who doesn't love a fried chicken sandwich? There's chicken tenders. There's, there's, <laughs> what else is there? That's it.
2: Yeah, that's it. Chicken tikka masala. Chicken
1: tikka masala. A roast oh, chicken. Yeah. A brick chicken. Brick chicken. There's Malabar chicken oh in South God. India.
2: Barbecued chicken.
1: There's General Sos. Well, it caught me thinking. Go okay. ahead. No, you were going to ask me something. No, no, that's it. Oh, you were going to say chicken, uh, chicken katsu.
2: Oh, I do love chicken katsu. Yeah,
1: very delicious. Yeah, it's good. And who doesn't like a microwave chicken breast? I mean.
2: I love like a boiled, you boil it first to get a like seal <laughs> in it. the juice and then microwave it to finish cooking it. My
1: mom, <laughs> in the 1980s, used to boil my sister, boil. She would boil my sister. I thought you were going to say she just boiled your sister. because
2: you are confessing something horrible. Because
1: in, in Wisconsin, which is where I'm from, she just would boil, put this chicken in a bag or something or, <laughs> a, or a saran wrap and stick it in the microwave for you know three uh, minutes and thirty seconds. Oh no. And it would come out just this like oh it looked like gray. Gray it hard. looked like a cadaver. <laughs> and she would slice it up and car my sister Carly always loved it. And I I thought it was kind of it was kind of moist. Really? Yeah because I mean I guess you wrap it up so it sort of steams itself.
2: Sounds like you kind of liked it too. I mean, really-
1: <laughs> well I do not I, I, this thing could be <laughs> off right now. screw everything listen uh so this is all from memory these notes are actually uh from uh some poetry i've written this morning (laughs) (laughs) i am also a poet you can check out my website uh so this story sort of starts out with duncan hines interesting i'll give you very little information because we don't have time for that because the clock is ticking uh, psychoanalysis begins at 2 <laughs> and I wouldn't want you to be late. I can't be late. No, because the basement is yeah. a major The basement's got to come out. you got to go into gotta that w- basement, open the dark door, girl, <laughs> and you got to say, I'm not afraid of you anymore. That's what you're going to do. That's what i do. <laughs> oh, so God. listen, it started with Duncan Hines. Now, a lot of you don't know this because you probably think, you, I know you do, don't look at me like that, that Duncan Hines uh, was known for his cake, his cake mixes, boxes of cake, right? That's a what I heard of him. Cake, a Cupcake, put it in the thing. You know,
2: powdered hydrogenated oils, yay.
1: Yeah. Uh, pioneered that, fabulous. I mean, honestly, like, as bad as bad as it is, it's kind of smart. It's really smart. I'm sure he didn't do I think he just, anyway, this guy started off as a businessman, Duncan Hines. And I'll tell you why I'm getting to, I'll get to the story, is that he wrote a book in 1935, and it was called Adventures in Good Eating. Now think about 1935, the automobiles just taking over in the United States. Vroom vroom vroom. Trains, goodbye. Governments, square with the train tracks. <laughs> like and good, yeah. Keep keep going with that. So the train track, the trains, the automobiles, and people are starting to drive around. They're salespeople, and they are on the road, but there's no system,
0: you know, mm. right?
1: So in in France and. In Europe, they have the Michelin Guide, which, of course, we've right. adopted here. And I don't trust. Sorry, I just don't trust it. Interesting. I don't trust the French. I know. Really? Yeah.
2: Okay. I know I do. We just, anyway. just lost about half our listeners. Yeah,
1: yeah, sorry. Sparkles is French. Uh, okay, and I have French friends, and, I've, you like and French I have a, and have a French <laughs> cock on my freaking arm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so listen, so... So you're saying this man writes? Okay. So he's he comes up with an American version of this guide. Okay. Duncan Hines. Wow. And he starts by writing. He's he's a traveling salesman, and he and his wife at the time say, "Listen, we need to." They started giving friends recommendations, and they said, "Oh, go here. You know, if you're in Nevada, if you're in Reno, go here. but If you're in Kansas, go here. You know, Chicago. I'm trying to get all the regional accents. Yeah, no, you're in North Dakota, Minnesota. Uh, Those ones are all similar. (laughs) The sale." Asheville, North Carolina, Cackalacky. <laughs> so this, that was awful. I'm working on it. I'm yeah. Okay. Whatever. Guess what? In 10 years, you'll say, look at I saw him where he started. I bringing it up. <laughs> uh, hi, Brent Scott, <laughs> professional accent coach and trainer. So he writes the book. And he, by the way, this, is, this today's, today's lesson in life, and I'm helping myself through this, is about discovering or perhaps uh, attaining success later in life. Yeah. Uh, So this is a good story. This guy, by the time Duncan Hines gets famous, or famous, well-known for what he does, he's close to 55, and he writes this book, and actually the cake business comes even after that. So he starts writing this book, and uh, guess who he reviews? (sighs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. David Chang? Well, uh, yeah, David Chang. (laughs) Yep. Back in 1935, David Chang is a vampire. Uh, (laughs) I knew it. There's a man, and born in 1890, and his name is Harlan David Sanders. Can you guess who I'm talking about? Oh,
2: my God. Is it the colonel? The colonel. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So, he, wait, wait, wait. So, Duncan Hines found Yes, this is KFC, where this, no, this, basically?
1: This is where the story begins.
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Lay it on me. Well, this yes, is cool. Wonderful
1: man, gentleman named 1890, born in Indiana. Uh, as harlan sanders okay and he moves around a little bit and he apparently had some jobs as a blacksmith he was actually one of the people that cleaned ashes out i think of the coals from trains because think about different jobs of yeah. like side jobs back then like all these trains and ashes like yeah have got to have a boy like sweeping have you cleaned have you had a fireplace yeah you know the catastrophe that yeah, happens after a winter a lot of ashes, ashes. yeah uh Blacksmith Helper uh apparently this guy moves on and uh he at 17 around 17 he decides um after he's working as a railroad he becomes a fireman. Okay? okay. So he's in Tennessee somehow.
2: He's staying with the ash mm-hmm. business in some way.
1: Yeah, fireman then like oops just kidding I'm not a fireman cuz back then you didn't have to like go to school. You just yeah. like, like
2: hey now I'm push. this like now I'm a lawyer.
1: Yeah, I'm a lawyer. Then he becomes sells life insurance, right? Okay. Uh, apparently he got talking about being this is also the lesson about people that got fired who got fired oh, a lot <laughs> <laughs> and he guess why he got fired for being a dick to his manager me <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> raise your hand if you're a dick to your manager because you know you can do it better faster <laughs> and cheaper and they don't want but you don't want the responsibility of working so much yeah. I get it I've been there I'm there uh, okay so then screw that he gets fired <laughs> he he's got like, the old you know I'm gonna be a salesman again like sell 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 we're all selling ourselves I don't know what he's selling uh but in 1920, now he's 30, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to open a ferry company because there was a little, he lived on some river. I think it was the Ohio River or something. And he had, there was a ferry opportunity and he invested all his money. Like one of those
2: he, river boats where yeah, it was it just like, people, sol-
1: everybody sold them, but not on think, the river boat. But I think it just brought people back and forth from one side.
2: Oh, you're like, just going from one side of the, river. not really a pleasure cruise, more <laughs> of a highly functioning river ferry, something like that. Going to work and I don't such. know if that's
1: a, I don't know if that's a Kentucky
2: accent. No, that's more of like a Georgia accent.
1: But it sounds really good. Thank you. And instant success. This guy's boom and ferries left and right, zoom, zoom. And he's like, listen, I cashed out, I'm 30, I'm 31, 32, this is amazing. He cashes out for, in today's dollars, around like 300
3: $20,000. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. more than quarter million. All right. Which is like
1: a per- pretty good amount considering sure. a few years ago you were a sweeping ashes. Yeah, he was like an ash boy. Uh-uh. ash boy. Ash boy. Hey, ash boy. Ash boy, clean up the thing. There's so many ashes in here we can't breathe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Stupid ash boy. Oh. Get rid right of our Ash boy. He is all lazy. He's kind of cute. Listen,
2: we need a new Ash so boy. So he's like,
1: cashes out on the on the thing, and is like, I have a great idea. I'm. He's not Colonel Sanders yet, but he is Harland. Mm. And he's like, I'm a brash man. I'm thinking ahead of the game, and I want to have an
2: acetylene lamp business. Little does I'm he I'm sorry. Know. What was that? An acetylene lamp? Yeah,
1: acetylene or something. Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. What is that? Is it's like a gas lamp. Doesn't of? matter. Something like okay, that. Okay, perfect.
1: Uh, it has gases and chemicals. Uh, nice. Little does he know that electricity is taking over and uh, there's another company that's like, "Oh, here's electric lamps. You can buy them in credits. Don't worry. Give us 10 bucks now." You know, they were like the Netflix. Like just share uh, it. No problem. And he was the little guy got swatted up. Money gone. By becomes a salesman again for for I think Michelin. Uh, 1924 loses his job. The company folds. That's fucking uh, guy. Then he decides to run a service station. Now this is where it gets interesting. And because he's in North Corbin, Kentucky, he's back in Kentucky. And he's st- back then. There were like, oh, service stations. People are traveling, and that was when people wanted they wanted food while they were traveling. You couldn't just like go get a Lara bar, or, <laughs> right? Like, oh, which Cliff
2: bar <laughs> do you want?
1: Like, um, can you know the, what, the Cricket one? I heard like the Cricket <laughs> protein's really good. No. You went to a gas station and you're like, these are people that were home mamas and yeah. papas and home cooks and right. and probably drag queens like, oh girl, I'm going to make you some fried chicken. Right. And so I guess he starts making some fried chicken and it turns out he has um, he has a competitor. This is a really cool <gasps> part of the story. He has a competitor named Matt Stewart. Now Matt Stewart oh, is a, Matt, is insane. Girl. Well, I don't know, well, like he was his competitor and he's like, oh gosh, like we're in a small town and I've. You and they're, mo-
2: they're both thinking
1: Pride Chicken at like service guess stations? I this is like what it sort of the story alluded to. Uh, and I guess he killed somebody in the company, Matt Stewart.
2: Matt Stewart? His
1: competitor's like, oh, I'm going to kill my Shell coworker. Like, get oh, out God. of here. God. Well, they find out about it. I guess you just killed a lot of people back then. Typical Matt. God, Matt Stewart. Right? Yeah. Matt, never trust a Matt. Never. Never trust a Stewart unless... Matt, Martha, Martha Stewart. Yeah. Oh wow! Have we uncovered a
2: huge conspiracy? Well, apparently the the court, the court,
1: convicts him guilty of killing somebody, and the guy basically disappears. Now, this makes me think: Did Colonel Sanders at the time be like, "Yes, he killed somebody, framed"? This could be like the framing of yeah.
2: Anyway, the framing of Matt Stewart. So
1: this is exactly where Duncan Hines writes him up. Travels through and is like I just had Kirk Kentucky Harlan David Sanders fried chicken. Oh
2: my god! And like
1: and it is delicious. Well, it puts him on the map. Right? right this is cool. this is actually like that's where that's his life changer, right? Destroyed by fire, he moves to Asheville, North Carolina. I know. Suddenly, just like that, the story ends.
2: The Asheville, North Carolina.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, cool. exactly. Uh, and I guess he opens a motel or something, and then. It closes or something because the tourism was declining because of the war. Yeah. And now, age sixty five, like all—I mean, I don't even know. Like, I didn't go into the story. This isn't the no, detail. It's fine, Manusha, Manusha, darling. <laughs> but the sixty-five, he's apparently becomes an assistant cafeteria manager. He oh, went, dude! Really? Yeah. What
2: happened to all the KFCs? They
1: close. No, oh, because he hasn't started KFC. Uh, really? Even he's at sixty-five. Started When he was at his cafe, he was starting to make fried chicken and was working on a secret recipe. Sorry, sorry, I'm getting to this part. And he discovers that he can cook chicken in a pressure fryer, which gives it that really crispy skin. And this was probably some salesman probably came to him and was like,
2: try this fryer. Try this old
1: pressure fryer. fryer. Like the McDonald's story where, uh, what's his name? Ray Kroc goes and is like, sir, try this milkshake machine. He's like, just kidding. I'm going to take over your business and sell your name and kill you. And sell for (laughs) millions. (laughs) Uh,
2: so much murder in the, I know, yeah. in the early so listen, days of the
1: food business so now he's assistant cafeteria manager I believe he's back in Kentucky and he's perfected his recipe like this KFC as, I wonder
2: what it was like sorry to interrupt you but like I wonder what it was actually like back then if it was you know because KFC now is made me well apparently so back great. then
1: he was really proud of his mashed potatoes it was delicious he said his gravy was like liquid silk Oh, not the lubricant liquid silk, right? Because everybody sees that, but yeah, the actual li- actual liquid like silk. melted silkworms yeah. that are pureed and made into a liquid, right? Right, that kind of liquid like,
2: like you could just dip right into a bath of it.
1: Well, so he sells in 1952. Okay, how old is he at this? 1890. So this guy's like 65, 65-ish, yeah. right? Sells it to this guy in Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh
2: my God, everyone in our lives' hometown is being mm-hmm. represented in the story. City, yeah. I'm, my Asheville isn't my hometown,
1: but anyway. So he sells his recipe and the guy opens it up apparently. And you can go in Salt Lake City and go to the first KFC, Kentucky really? Fried Chicken back then. And, you know, and he's, and what, 10 years later, he develops a slogan, finger licking good.
2: Oh, that's sexy. It's just it's got, it's got sex appeal though. Honestly, without trying, that's probably why. I know finger licking, like finger licking and licking. Well, yeah, and good. I don't know. Did you watch? I the, feel like there's something. Did to Did you that. watch the
1: the what's his name? It was like a KFC knockoff when you're like gay. I love. Ra- I'm Colonel Sanders, and John Goodman plays a character. No, Colonel, Colonel Sanders really, and he's like at a gay. Was party. It on SNL? Like, I love gay. Uh, it's like a maybe like a Funny or Die thing. Okay. And he's like, I love gays. And like all the gays are like licking their fingers <laughs> after the fried chicken. It made me think of the slogan. It's still popular today. Yeah, And it's just good. It just keeps getting better. So like apparently now he sells this first thing and he's like, I'm going to franchise this thing because I'm a smart businessman. I've learned. I've made mistakes. And this is good. like, why open a restaurant when I can sell the idea and then open a lot of restaurants and make, I mean, hello, right? This guy's thinking like, Absolutely. why would I slave away? Like. Oh my, my drains clogged. Remember when we on un- Yeah,
2: yes, I remember
1: One all. Time, this unc- is gonna quick interjection. One time, Zara's drain clogged, and there was a main that broke, and we had to bucket out the most water ever. it was the most <sighs> traumatic night of my restaurant history it was and one of the team.
2: most traumatic nights of my life i was up on the roof oh. of the building in a brutal rainstorm plugging up holes with tin foil because i thought that's where the leaks were and coming from and then
1: zara went outside this is at brucey on, on cobble hill like on a tuesday night rainstorm yeah. and she goes it was a saturday
2: and, night saturday oh my god at so the end of right the shift it was yeah. horrible
1: it was like horrible. one in the morning we were just about to leave and it, it was the most water i mean good thing that we yeah. did catch it the restaurant long would long. have been destroyed It was horrendous. And Zara goes out and the firemen come like, yeah, there's nothing we can do. I don't know. Like, you just got to wait it out. I'm like, figure it out. It's the plumbing thing. She goes out in the front and reaches into the sewer. Like, if it was there, he definitely would have chomped off her arm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She dragged her her Lady arm, and it like goes all the way down. Is like tries to pull out like as if you're gonna find a hairball.
2: I don't know what I I thought I was gonna find like a dead raccoon or something. I I was like like, watching. I was like, this woman
1: is lost it, which is true. Like when you own a restaurant,
2: it's like when people get the strength to push a car off their kid. You're like you like will do anything (laughs) to save it. I
1: will pull out the world's largest hairball. I anyway, didn't find
2: it. The <laughs> I, <world>. I didn't <laughs> find it. Was Mary was the one who ended up saving everything with like, like she fucking MacGyver. She stuff. was like, hold oh, on, let me text my dad. She's she's like, like, I'm so just going to like, like slice like, a two liter bottle in half and she's just like, like slice fun a, it it. a bottle and like wrap it with foil, put a thing around it and like play the harp and it'll be done. It and worked. I was like, and it worked. That was the most water I've ever seen. I remember
1: two visions from that. And we'll get back to the story. Is that Pat, there was this guy, Pat, and he was, he was
2: Dominican. No, he's just black, like half black, half white. <laughs> <laughs> no he was just black no, he was well black.
1: but he was like looked oh god he was says, half
2: black and half white so he had like a more caramel complexion he did look like he, he could have been like Dominican. Dominican. well
1: anyway his muscles and his veins and his muscles yeah, were popping, amazing out, body popping out he did smoke a lot of cigarettes yeah this is secret and he was popping his veins uh, he was lifting that lar- it was the largest stock pot that any yeah. restaurant can have like the kind that you have at Giant hotels,
2: yeah, like a bullion pot for like it was a pot for a, a many many gallons chilled, of you could broth
1: the 14 babies in that, pot. yeah, uh, baby <laughs> pigs,
2: baby baby blue. pigs, blue. but yeah, he's amazing. It that was an incredible, horrid night. So, listen, oh, God. this is what I Colonel, gotta go. This is <laughs> to go to therapy. This
1: now. is what Colonel Sanders was avoiding, yeah. He's, he's like, like, F this, he had like a vision was like, saw yeah. us in the future and was like, no, let's just sell <laughs> the video. So, he. He goes around the United States, sleeps on the back of his car, which we think sounds oh my God, poor thing, slept it's better than reaching to that sewer. Absolutely. That he sells he sells his company, he becomes very successful. And this is great because by age 74 now,
2: late, late, late
1: in life, when most people are like, I'm
2: retired by 65,
1: he's like, No, 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 no. I'm just getting started. And he becomes like the television personality that he is, and he's in commercials. He perfects Uh, his look of the white hair, the white goatee, the little, like, bow string. Yeah. bow tie made of string. Yeah, a little fancy guy. And he becomes, and he really was a colonel. I guess somehow because of he was on tourism, the tourism board, they made him a colonel. I don't know. Okay. Things were different in Kentucky back then. Uh,
2: He just said he was a colonel, then he was one.
1: Yeah. He just, yeah. (laughs) That's, like. In the it's like, I used to be
2: a an ash boy, and God, now I'm so a colonel. Now call me colonel. Now they're like
1: Google you, Be like,
2: um, he actually didn't go to colonel school.
1: Unless you're the president, the colonel you can, school, you can be president for sure. Exactly, you oh, can to president school. I'm say a president. you're anything. I was the president of uh, Brett and Scott dot com, and
2: now I'm the president of. Oh God, let's not talk about the president.
1: So I guess I was so fascinated. Okay. And do I love KFC, the fact that they exploited chickens and made this horrible factory farming thing? No, I no. would hope that if he was, he sold off his company, maybe he had, had he, maybe he had, he did it differently and promoted small. I don't know. Things, things were very really different. different then. I don't know. I can't. But I, he
2: might have been a real motherfucker. We don't actually know about him personally. Well, this
1: is the, the end part of the story is that apparently he sells his company off and, you know, it's owned by a big conglomerate at the time and he moved to Canada to help. Run some of the the chains up there. Okay, and he was known for traveling around and then walking into random Kentucky Fried Chicken's and tasting their gravy and be like,
2: "This gravy
1: tastes like wallpaper paste," <laughs> and he would like slam it on the ground and have a fit.
2: He's like, I'm "I right. have to build a mom's secret route." And right, and these people are like,
1: uh, "Mix the packet into the water, uh, hey, Amen Like, man
2: after my own heart. Yeah. I was just thinking earlier how I used to do that when I would. And I had Brucey, and I would come in to eat. And most of the time, I'd have a really good meal and have a lot of fun. But sometimes, if it was off, I would throw a fit. And I yeah. would go into the kitchen in my going-out clothes, you know, my nice clothes. And I'd be like, that's it! I'm going to do it myself. And I would just, yeah. like,
1: work. This is a knife. No- this is a knife. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry. I
1: know. Right? My old
2: Dundee. I don't know.
1: It just made me think of, like, somebody being like, oh. Sh-. Yeah, I'll show you. When my mom was... One time we were in a road trip in Colorado. My mom goes, we were all like six of us shoved into like a 1996 Crown Victoria like on a hot Colorado day. And yeah. we we're yelling and she goes, somebody goes, mom, stop yelling. And she goes, oh, she's like, this isn't yelling. And she turns around and she goes,
2: this is yelling. And she's, oh my God, wait a minute.
1: She screamed and freaked out. And we all, it hit all of her children's solar plexuses and like, like we were like, oh and Moms
2: it, can be scary. Oh. Yeah. Don't push a mom too it was far. Like
1: the demon. Yeah. Like collie mother. Ohm Kali. It'd be like, I will cut off your head.
2: Yeah. And eat it. Came right out. She's like, I can't stand this anymore. This is what I'm gonna do about it.
1: And that's what mom that's did. A, and that's what mom did in the basement.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Basement. Oh, you wanna come to therapy with me? Yeah. Basement. There's I, there's room for
1: one more. <laughs> no, I just think it was really fascinating that this guy kept up and kept on and kept on. And I think about failure and like Zara and I both open and close restaurants. That's not the fame of our lives. Uh no, but like having something so like, ah, oh, I was my own boss and I'll tell you how it was one day. But like, yeah. hey, guess what? Didn't work out. What happened? How can I fix it next time? And maybe you want to open up something else. Maybe you don't, but like at the end of the day you just like keep on keeping on.
2: Yeah, I really like that. I really like
1: it was a really inspiring it's story. It's a
2: really inspiring story. And I love hearing about people who don't quit because there are certain times that are hard like that. I think we all find ourselves wanting to give up and just not even like, Oh, I just want to give up, but maybe that. And also just losing a bit of perspective that sometimes something doesn't work. There's a really bad time. And then another time comes along. Cause when you're in a bad time, it can feel like the forever. End. Forever. Like it really can feel like forever, especially Agreed. for someone who, and I think we share this in addition to our love of caraway seeds. We're both kind of impatient.
1: Mm -hmm. you know like knowing that it could take years for it
2: yeah but then you look back and things actually kind of go quickly and there's a lot of good stuff in the middle so i really like that story i think that's really really awesome yeah
1: so you know as uh in whatever project you're doing hopefully we can inspire you and just to talk about like oh hey that didn't work out you know this podcast is like this but like this podcast is Oh, you just wait till we're
2: 82. Exactly. We're going to finally, all. by the time we're 82, we're going to have really refined this. This is number six out of one. Let's do 2,000 episodes. Okay, fine.
1: John Perfect. Great. Let's be, I don't know. God, wait. Podcast.
2: That means in a couple of years, people are going to be like,
1: episode number 4,076. Yeah.
2: I was just listening to WTF the other day, and Mark Maron mentioned that he was recording like his 900th episode. Yeah, you
1: t- that's <clears> what made <throat> me think of the, uh, I was like, well, if he can do 900 so yeah. Can I. Absolutely. That's an inspiring story.
2: It is an inspiring story. He I I mean, I wish that we somehow Mark Marin was a food so we could do a podcast about him because his story is inspiring too. He also found success like a lot later in life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That podcast was the big thing for him. I mean, he went around, you know, yeah. not having yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, yeah. of great career as a comedian and now look at him. Well, and
1: I don't know. So that brings us to our next uh, yeah so
2: I guess I wanted here. to know um here on life's banquet you know we're a new podcast so we're trying a couple different things um so Bretton, I was wondering about after hearing your story your top five this week for your top five favorite like either places to get fried chicken or favorite places that you've just had fried chicken that maybe are closed and no one can ever get it again okay top and then five. I'll tell you mine
1: Okay, top five. Freddie. Yes. Uh, number one best fried chicken i ever had in my life, you're not going to believe this, was in Kerala in South India at a little roadside. Whoa. And the guy made, I know, fried chicken. Who would have thought? I was like, I'm in India. It was in the town called Tekkadi. Okay. Tekkadi is like the, it was the one of the original spice towns. Like you can go and like pick cinnamon bark and oh bay leaves and all. It's really weird. Like you're like, here's a...
2: Here's a cardamom
1: pod. like, anyway, and what really smells like that when you get to the mountains, it's just a Christian town because of the Christian missionaries back then from Portugal. So anyway, they huh. have this, apparently it's a thing, Malabar fried chicken. And somebody tried to go in Canada and have a chain called Malabar fried chicken. Really? And they do a really like yummy kind of a, I don't know if it's like paprika based spices, but something like that, like red powdered chilies. And then they put coconut chutney on top and finely mm. chopped red onions. That sounds so good. Served it, so it's like chicken and biscuits, right? But it's (gasps) parota bread. So the parota bread, if you've never had it, is like a you take like a long kind of braid of bread Mm -hmm. and you roll it like a pinwheel. You know, much you like a scallion pancake kind of thing. And they pan fry the bread, so you get this like chewy, ooey, gooey fried parota bread with fried chicken with fresh, like the freshest coconut. And you know, like the chickens were walking around us when we were eating it. I okay, was like, was really good. you're next, buddy. You're next, Annabelle. Yum. And okay, so that's number one, number two. I won't go on that long. I love the Commodore fried chicken. I think we might have a crossover tie there. Mm-hmm. Commodore fried chicken is beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that is in Brooklyn and Williamsburg. Great dive bar with great dive. It's it's the perfect dive bar with the perfect food. It's the best. It's the best. It mm-hmm. really is. Like,
2: Nailed it. Nailed it. Commodore. Number three,
1: I would probably say, oh, I know. It was that place called Krabby Jack's in New Orleans, which I just went oh, to. Yeah, and I think I mentioned me it before, that. but I'm going to say it again Krabby Jack's in New Orleans. They also have a restaurant called Giacomo's. And remember we were in Asheville and our waitress worked there. I said, oh, oh I just oh, got yeah, back. That's so pie. weird. Yeah, I was in New Orleans and I had the best fried chicken. She goes, mm, let me gossip so with that Giacomo's. Krabby Jack's. I was like, how would you know? She goes, mm mm-hmm. And they poured more salsa (laughs) And then they poured a salsa all over her head. Number four was a place called Press something. Press 176 or something was on Fifth Avenue. Oh, yeah.
2: That place that was like the panini place?
1: Yeah, he moved out into like the City Field in the stadium. I didn't know that. And he had a a blue, he had a buffalo blue cheese, crystal hot sauce, fried chicken sandwich. That's perfect. With like celery and I think he did shave celery and carrots, I think. Great. Uh, And then Fifth. And final, I know this sounds really cheap, but I like the chicken tenders from uh, what's up
2: Westville. I've never been there, but it's I weird. love they're a chicken really tender.
1: good. They're just like a really good. I think it's like a panko breaded chicken tender. Ooh they're la just, la! They're delicious. Yum. And they're cheap. Okay, five.
2: My top five. I'm not. I have to reveal. I'm not a huge fried chicken connoisseur. Like I love it, but it's not something that I eat that often. So. Mm-hmm. I guess my top fried chicken is, I love the fried chicken at the Commodore. Mm-hmm, mm. The fried chicken at the Commodore is similar <laughs> to the fried chicken at Pies and Thighs because yeah, it was an offshoot right. of that. And then that originally started with the Pies and Thighs that was in Mermaid Bar back in the day And it was also subbed at Roberta's. Oh, right. Remember that? She yes. was there. I think she burned down.
1: Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she yeah, yeah, burned. yeah. The woman burned it. No, I think her original location. I don't <laughs> The know. woman just burned. That's yeah, not I funny. don't know what happened, but somehow they moved and right. blah, blah, blah. Right, because
2: when Roberta's first started, um, she and you that. actually didn't have to wait to go in there when we were. They were yeah, and you could get a
1: the... plate of Testa, a really nice salad, a pizza, yeah. and, fried and fried chicken. fried chicken. That yeah. was good.
2: I remember someone coming in. I used to work at this bar, and the manager of the bar came in. And he goes, yeah, there's this new real cool place in Bushwick. It's called Roberto's. Yeah, it's like just, you know, it's, yeah. it's always empty, but it's it's really good. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll have to check that out. That makes me feel old. That was in the 1800s, back when Colonel yeah. Sanders was around.
1: Colonel Sanders was still sleeping. In his, he slept on his car one time, I remember. <laughs> in the it's,
2: Roberto's parking yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, they
1: went with that other one. They went to Pies and Thighs instead. Yeah.
2: They're,
1: you know what? They won.
2: Pies and Thighs is great. That so is I good. love the fried chicken platter and the fried chicken sandwich at the Commodore.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, both, both really, really delicious.
2: delicious. Um, when I was growing up, there was a chain called Pudgies. Pudgies, Pudgies, I feel skinless like- fried chicken. Yeah. It's a really delicious, and they used to have um, fried zucchini sticks that you dipped in ranch dressing, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fried chicken sandwich at Diner. Even though they, you know, obviously change their menu a lot, they frequently have a fried chicken sandwich, and they mm-hmm. do it on a nice, like, soft brioche and. Obviously, anything you get from like any of those Tarlow restaurants are is always the best. Oh my God. <laughs> you're, oh, I'm you're eating, eating my eating, You're eating your Sorry. own arm. <laughs> um, I love that. I love the smoked fried chicken at. Smoked? Yeah, the fried? smoked fried chicken and the smoked fried chicken sandwich at Buckston. I'm like, Hall. mom, I was like,
1: you know, Brixton's. Oh, you're Brixton like, you know, mom, Town. It's, it's Buxton. I'm like, yeah, Brixton's. Buxton. Hall. Buckstar You took me there. It was very I really like that place. It was very... Oh, I love all the sauces they The have.
2: sauce... Condiment whole situation. Queens,
1: they had that little... Zara took me there, and they had that little side. You, a, basically, a salad. They even have a spit shield over it of sauces. So you know yeah. there's no spit in the sauces. There's no spit in the sauce Nobody's whatsoever. Nobody's like their nasty fingers. They have fresh ladles.
2: Very clean. Very, very good. And then my last place that I really love fried chicken from... I guess I would have to say this place really? probably isn't there anymore, but it's an old fave from childhood. It was called the spare rib. And mm. typically I would get ribs, but they also did have fried chicken. It was a long island favorite. As a child, I remember being able to eat so much more. I remember I could eat like probably a rack an 18, and a half of yeah,
1: ribs. Eighteen piece bucket. And right. A rack and a half. So I always got I a full like rack of ribs.
2: Me too. When I was twelve, yeah.
1: I was a little chunky. I was a little chunky too. We were. We have yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, now I could only mm. eat one rib. Uh, uh, oh, I, I could only have one. I have a glass
1: of wine, single rib, four martinis, and one rib. And I'm I have just a pack chopped. of tissues, and I'm uh, just kidding. I <laughs> yes. don't
2: eat tissues anymore. No, I'm just kidding. I never eat tissues. Okay,
1: question. Oh wait, was that number five?
2: That was the fifth. Yeah. So I, can, I, can I interrupt? Or yes, you please. Saying, no, go you ahead. Say,
1: what were you going to say?
2: No, I was just going to jump to our next segment. But what's it called? The chef recommends. Well, does chef
1: recommend uh, panko? Or uh, breading with their fried chicken. Well, I don't
2: like breadcrumbs. La- uh,
1: I'm a vegan. So <laughs> oh, I'm vegan, so but- I don't
2: care. I don't know.
1: Okay. I know you're on 21 days of complaint. sorry doing 21 days of no complaining. That's true. I'm not. So let me perfect t- go. Complain. I don't like when a, since you were saying chef recommends. Yeah. Uh, chef recommends the blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. But when a waiter or bartender, and I can say this as a business owner and as a former waiter and bartender. Yes. And potentially a future one, for all I know, uh, before I open the big whammy, <laughs> uh, the <laughs> is when you're asked for something like, "Oh, hey, what do you think of the fried chicken?" Right. Um, I'm a vegan, so I don't eat fried chicken. That's you know a big what? No, it's a big no. Just tell me. Skip the personal opinion and just right. say, you know what? People love the fried chicken. Absolutely. In like, fact, if you're not sure, or just say like, you know what? I haven't had it, but a lot of people get it, and I'm gonna get my coworker to tell, whatever, like anything, but just saying I'm a vegan.
2: I, yeah, I don't like the I'm a vegan thing, but I also um am not a fan of that. I haven't had it. I I yeah, would you know, always right. tell people
1: all the servers. I think just avoiding it all together and just saying it's great. It is. Apps people love it. I always said if you're not sure, people love it. Or do you-
2: right. Well, I mean, you want to think that the restaurant. It is a turn off if you're working at a restaurant and mm. you. Put any negative thought in someone's mind. That is true. But you also, if you are a server and you have an opinion of something, you don't want to lead someone in the wrong direction and they say, oh, what's better, the strawberry or the or the peanut butter? And you don't want to be like, oh, oh definitely the peanut butter, the strawberry isn't good. You just kind of want to be like a, a, like a car yeah. salesman and say, I want to get you in the right fit I've So been find on, out more about i on the both guest. sides
3: and
1: sometimes as a cook, you're like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but my fried cheese curds are coming out boom and like yeah. – Just like the all the factors were right, and the breadcrumbs were perfectly toasted, and hopefully your servers like the cheese curds are really good tonight. Absolutely, just saying something's bad. Yeah, you're you're right. I think that's a better. A negative
2: is no. Keep it positive. You don't want to say anything negative. Keep it positive. But I don't like. So I like penko breadcrumbs on like a katsu, Mm
3: -hmm. but
2: I don't like any breadcrumb on regular fried chicken. not even really a fried chicken sandwich i'm more of like a batter you would like person. the batter like yeah. floured craggy correct yes delicious. craggy flowers and craggy can i you, does
1: chef recommend uh crystal or what's the other one not or louis or franks franks or franks or crystal what does the chef I recommend i like crystal personally but i also like you know franks as i've tried both now tina well, Just <laughs> kidding like, tina do you like tina tina or hot frank's? sauce but i would say after after a few times of trying both and By a few times, I mean my whole life. Mm-hmm. I think Crystal's <laughs> better. Yeah, there's something this got. It has that extra like. It's a little more vinegary. Okay, so now if anybody wants, does chef? How does chef recommend? Uh, what does the chef recommend about making a hot? sauce if they wanted to coat their fried chicken what would what would chef recommend
2: <laughs> the chef recommends um the chef recommends that you mix hot sauce and butter, butter. together. that's and the then, secret folks yeah and if you want to make it a little sweet you can put a pinch of honey in there
1: honey some sugar and so after you get that fried chicken out of the fryer oh my god I'm so hungry I know we're starving I'm starving that's the secret right to now. our podcast is we're you actually anorexic go out and eat all oh. this
3: fried chicken so listen
1: if you fry that chicken at home vegans go ahead and fry up some mushrooms Actually, if you know a lot about mushrooms, is mushrooms are actually have feelings, so you shouldn't be eating those either. Yeah, uh, they're very smart. You just shouldn't eat but anything. After that fried chicken comes out when it's hot out of the ah. fryer, you want to dip it in that ooh. butter, hot sauce, and that's what gives
2: Wee. it that. Ooh.
3: ooh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Breton yeah. has dipped his foot in hot my, sauce and butter. <laughs> my, my arm is like falling. Um. Okay. Oh. What about? I have a chef recommendation. Yes, go ahead. So one issue that I ran into when I first tried to make fried chicken was mm-hmm. that I fried it in oil that was too hot, and I found that chef recommends keeping the oil at a s- that lower than you would fry potatoes. like a French fry. Yeah, for so sure. So we're
1: talking. I'm thinking in the 320s. Yeah, well, even right? lower. lower. I, maybe I like even like like 300. 300. You're going to make sure that that chicken is fully cooked, obviously, because mm-hmm. you don't
2: want to risk the the that nasty. I actually use. even cook fried chicken lower. Like I, like oh, when, like co- yeah, so. when we would use the, yeah, when we use the, you know, commercial fryer, I know it would be the same in a home fryer, but just because you can, you know what I mean. You're more control over it. Yeah. There's nothing worse than then you get this like burnt, crunchy thing. They're on true. the True. You just should
1: be very careful that you want the breading too uh, greasy. That's true. That's That's true. A fine, it's, it's a fine line. Yeah. Um, you gotta play
2: with your fryer. Of course. I and mean, obviously, if you're frying a chicken breast cutlet for a sandwich, you can turn your fryer up higher mm-hmm. but if you're doing on the bone chicken breast like it's hard mm-hmm. and when we get the website down.
1: up we'll give you both of our recommendations for our techniques for both panko and fried chicken and yeah I, i've made both recently and i will say i do love that panko stuff i mean i don't know maybe I'm i just, love panko too i feel like it's lighter it's great i think on a cutlet it's perfect but let me tell you when i got that chicken at crabby Jackson, in louisiana that's what 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 are the chicken mm. fried chicken skin called? Grit gr- chitlins,
2: Gourbeans? Ch- gerbeans. Yeah,
1: yeah, cor-beans, It's like that. Oh my it's god, delicious! I, it's better. It's as I good think as it it's gets. better than than chitlins. In my yeah. opinion,
2: agreed. So, um, I had one more thing I wanted to ask you about fried chicken. Oh, of course, duh. What is your favorite fried chicken dipping sauce? Uh,
1: blue cheese. Uh, blue cheese. Yeah, come come on. on, but it has. I will say I like blue cheese. Together with a
2: hot sauce, I do too. I am a big well. Back in the day when I was, you know, cramming McNuggets in my in my mouth, ma- packing my mouth full of McNuggets,
1: hot, uh I hot the, sauce, honey mustard.
2: I like the honey mustard. I also loved the sweet and sour
1: sauce. Yeah, sorry, sweet and sour barbecue or honey mustard. That was what I was thinking. Yeah, about. and
2: I liked I liked honey and ketchup together.
3: Oh.
1: I loved that. I still oh my God, did. honey I, and ketchup.
2: I'm a condiment honey and Tabasco whore. together is good. There's we are hungry. <laughs> I'm starving. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, I think that fried chicken is a really interesting and fascinating topic. They're, we've only just scratched the surface of it, really. but your story all, was really I cool. actually
1: forgot to tell you about every, I wanted to t- I was going to tell you about the history of chickens altogether. Oh my God. but when I th- when you think about it, they actually apparently came from a bird. I by the way, I raised chickens. Yeah. I raised chickens. I I had eighteen of them, and my brother still has some of them. My fa- one of my favorite pets ever is Annabelle. She's still alive. Aww. I'm gonna post a picture of her, and uh, I love her. My pseudo sister's girlfriend. Uh, she takes care of Anna. Oh, God, she treats like her own child. It's That's wonderful, so cute. But yeah, so I guess I would say they they apparently came from some exotic Thai bird. Really, or Southeast Asia, or something, or in China, like huh. they say, maybe India. There was all these seven thousand BC. So these things are. People.
2: I feel bad that they can't fly.
1: It's terrible. It's sad. It's like they were saying. I was reading this thing about if Bill Gates were to invest in anything, if he had a couple, a few bucks. Yeah, like what would you do? Like buy more. Would you buy like stock or a newspaper? I don't know why I said newspaper, but perhaps <laughs> get
2: into the
0: newspaper <laughs> yeah, business.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's going. on he the up and up. A couple chickens, because then they would lay eggs. You could sell the eggs. They would breed more chickens, and then you could exponentially grow. Yeah, and sell your food. You could make food. You could have a rest. like. It's, yeah, it's, it's there's a, a lot very, you can yeah.
2: do with a single
1: chicken. So they really sustained humanity for many years. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't even really know where to and go. And now
2: we treat them so poorly and just smash them all in together and smash fill them full of I,
1: antibiotics yeah. it's
3: after i had up. my
1: own chickens it really i don't know i would wake up in the morning and they made me so happy and i yeah. thought okay well i guess i wouldn't feel bad they are kind of dinosaur-like and
2: yeah i would have no qualms about eating them but i just we obviously the factory farming is bad factory on so many terrible. levels but that's a whole It just makes me think episode. of
1: that yeah it makes me think of the the portlandia episode with colin the chicken oh and my god that is a really funny episode I don't know. Maybe we don't need to be eating that much fridge. Maybe we shouldn't be talking about fridge. Oh, wait. Let's delete this yeah, whole yeah. episode.
2: <laughs> no, we can't delete it. It was too funny. Wait, deleting the whole episode? Well, let's just stop doing the podcast. Perfect. It's over. <laughs> uh, um, wait, so let's talk about our shout outs for this week of places that we liked and things that we liked and people who we want to succeed in the world.
1: I Again, I'll, I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Say it. Say it again.
2: Say it one more time.
1: Again. Again. Okay, yeah.
2: Radical, urge, er, radical er, Herb Shop. Radical Herb Shop. Radical Herb Shop. Radical Herb Shop. Yeah.
1: Atlantic Avenue, uh, Commodore. We've already said that.
2: Yeah, amazing. The Talk. Commodore is the best. Their nachos are life-changing. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in a real way because they actually, a actually way. changed my life. And the way I think about food and bar food and yeah. fun food, it actually had a very significant influence. Like, I don't even think I need career. to go to therapy anymore. Yeah, I'm fine. I yeah. just let's just go get some nachos yeah I want to shout out um Frankie's
1: mm, oh yeah you just went there always
2: good honestly it's just solid and it's so nice and you walk in there and it's steaming hot all the time and it, it just smells like friend
1: Danny Amen the chef there I don't yeah, know he, he said he was last time I talked to him hmm. doesn't matter
2: I just really like there it's just always dependable their gnocchi are fluffy and pillowy the room is warm, the servers are nice. It's just a really perfect restaurant. I love it. It's not What else gonna, could you ask for? It's so great. Um good food, good service. Good food, good wine, good, good service. service. It's just like nice shows. You know, I think we kind of run around trying to find be really impressed by things. I do mm-hmm. the same thing, like, oh my God, this was amazing, and that was amazing. It's one of those places you can walk in and you're just like, This is nice, delicious food. I'm not expecting too much. And I don't mean that as an insult to them at all. It's just simple. Um simple
1: is good. Simple as the new complex.
2: Simply simple wimple. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also want to give a little shout out. I don't know if I said this on the last episode. I don't think I did. Go ahead. But if I did, again. I just I'm gonna tell us put again. It, I'm gonna hear it. Right back out there. I'm gonna hear it. I heard Gary Shanling. Two part documentary on HBO. Yes, it was really called good. the
1: Zen of Gary Chandler.
2: Uh The Zen Diaries.
1: Zen Diaries. I have not. I'm going to watch it. It
2: was very inspiring.
1: I was going to tell Preston to watch it, and he's like, "I don't know if I want to watch it." I said, "We'll just start watching." it. You it's probably really wanna amazing. Watch it. And you want to talk? If you you know,
2: this podcast is about. You were going to say if I want to talk about it. If you want to talk, talk about, about it. the highs and lows of things, um, it was very inspiring. Just in terms of someone being a master of their craft and it being a struggle. Yeah, and then he ended his life. And having this incredible legacy and impact on people. Spoiler alert. Yeah.
1: He was my first comedian that I felt. that's when I realized I loved yeah. comedy. I was so young and he had that HBO show.
2: Yeah, yeah. He was amazing. The Larry Shout Sanders. That. Show. That's a
1: good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. I wanted to just end this story with the story of the Chanticleer and the Fox. Please. Because this is a story, uh, a Jeffrey Chaucer story, which may have been borrowed or stolen from the uh from the Aesops fables. But uh, So the Chanticleer, mm-hmm. right? He's the chicken. He's the French ch- black cock that has three... He has three wives. Well, mm-hmm. roosters, if you meet them, yeah. often have a lot of... Womanizers. Yeah. And let's not even get started on pecking order. <laughs> <laughs> Put a bunch of hens on the thing you wouldn't believe. They click and they clack and they walk on a lovite. No, listen. So apparently he has a dream. And I've been having a lot of dreams lately. Really? Yeah, when When my, you sleep? Yeah. I mean, really like... Sorry, I have a lot of dreams about visions. Like, oh, don't do this. Right. Anyway, so he has a vision that this uh, the fox comes and lures him away. And, and he tells us, he wakes up. And he's like, I had a dream. And like, don't worry about it. He's like, ah, it's just a dream. Well, lo and behold, the fox shows up. And he goes up to him and he's like, oh, Chanticleer, your tail is so wonderful and black and feathery. And oh, would you show me your tail? Come, come closer from out of the cage. And he comes out of the coop. And the fox grabs him. <gasps> and it's like,
2: you dummy,
1: you dummy. And the Chanticleer is like, I was fooled, but you liked my tail. And he's like, you dummy, you really believe me? You believe me, you idiot. So listen, so the fox starts running and the Chanticleer is like, oh, oh, you better not look behind you. You better not look behind you, fox, because behind you is the farmer and his assistant and they have guns and they're going to shoot you. You better talk to them and. Blah, blah, blah. And so the fox is like, I don't believe you. He's like, look now. And he looks back. And they actually were chasing them. But he lets go of the Chanticleer. And the Chanticleer flaps his little feathers just enough to get <laughs> up to a branch. He's like, you believe me? Like, you <gasps> idiot. So don't grow <laughs> The moral of the story is don't use your bird against mine. I'll t- taste your own medicine. Yeah. No, but basically stand by your word. Yeah. And all will be, and all will be fine.
2: That's an amazing story. I love yes. it. Yes.
1: So go ahead, fry yourself some chicken.
2: Fry up some chicken.
1: Support your local chicken farms.
2: Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm going to say a couple of things just about places where I like to buy chicken from. Marlon Daughters. Very good. Paisanos. Provisions right here.
1: Provisions. Meat Hook. The Farmer's Market. The Farmer's Market. Seriously, you really, one really should try, I know it's more expensive, but.
2: Yeah, just eat, just factor it into. Yeah. This is said with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. Factor it into your budget if you can. If you can't, and you're someone, and you and your family cannot factor this into your lives, your budget, then don't do what we're saying. Not everyone can do this, but if you can, try to do our best. Try to buy your chickens and all your meat and vegetables and everything. Ultimately, we're trying to save the planet here, yeah, and our bodies. Ultimately,
1: be the government that says, "Hey, listen, we shouldn't be treating animals like this." Yeah, and then we won't, as a consumer, have to choose or feel like we're not poor. Like, yeah. It should be the producer's job to give us good products. Absolutely. We are getting really political.
2: Okay, cool. Well, let's go get some bread and throw it on your radiator and dip it.
1: Let's go to Chinatown and get cheap chicken. Okay, awesome. Here we go.
2: All of our episodes are recorded right here at Studio 54 at the heart of Fort Green, Brooklyn. Our rock star, award-winning sound editor and producer is Christine Farrell. I'm Zara Tangora. And
1: I'm Bretton Scott. And we'll see you next time.
2: Thanks for listening.